Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Hello, you're listening to Parents in Hell with... You've got to be fucking kidding me, Rob. It's done it again. (laughs) What's it done? Connected oh, to your headphones. Josh, Josh, Josh. Please. You, jo- no, no, please. Pl- no, I... me, no, let me say fucking please. Please get some headphones. You just plug into the mic. This is mental. It's every week, Josh. I know. I... What, are you doing doing to- what are you doing today? Um, hello? No, don't do that to me. Hello? Please, I can't. Hello? You can't hear us now. Okay. I've got you. I'll have you. Yeah. Good. What are you doing today, Josh? Um, buying headphones? I've soundproofed a fucking room within a week. Rob, you've hung up an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> True. It was quite fun, actually. Quite enjoyed it. <laughs> the most, world's most expensive soundproofing. <laughs> Don't fucking give me your bloody Brian Eno getting his recordings to you. This can't be the show, Josh. It is the show. No, it's not. It's not interesting. Rob, that's not stopped us before. I know, but it might stop us now. If you're listening for the first time because of David Cross. They're all like this. They're all like this. <laughs> not, not this bad. But if you, it, this is the new rule. If you haven't got wired headphones, I will refuse to record. Okay. I'm going to sh- go on strike like the trains. <laughs> I'm going to ring, ring up. And do you know what will happen? You'll log on with your little clippy Bluetooth head. I've bought them. I've and bought then, them. Do you know who'll be sat here? Do you know who'll be sat here? Yeah, you've bought, do you know bought be, them. Do you know who'll be sat here? Mick oh. Lynch. <laughs> Has he got kids? <laughs> I bet he'll be a good chat, actually. We should get the old Lynchy yeah, on. Yeah. And we'll keep going, so, Mick, what's it like having kids? And he'll start just, like, bringing it back to driverless trains. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we know you've got, yeah, I, know, I know you've got a thing you need to talk about. You're here to plug the old strikes. But, yeah. um, and no, what we're supposed to be talking about is, we've got David Cross coming on in a minute. Brilliant guest, um, American yeah. comedian and actor. Yeah. You've got a dog. You've got a, you've got a dog you don't like, and, and then consequently you've just revealed that you're getting another dog. No, I've got a dog I do like, actually. And since we've moved, me and the dog, Fred, have been getting on a lot better because the, the house was chaos before. We've got a bit more space now for the dog to run around in. 
And so these are the two reasons to get another dog. One, when we go out, he won't be lonely. He's got a little mate. Two, there's loads of space. So they do get lonely. Um, um, loads of space so he uh, can run around in the gardens. Three, yeah. what I find most stressful is when you're walking a dog, you have to talk to other people, right? And there's a lot of other dogs that come over and you have to talk to them, blah, blah, blah. However, the problem with a whippet is they need to run. They need to run around and play to get the energy out yeah. because they're sprinters. Not that You can't just like walk them along like a little pug or something and get them puffed out. They need to sprint. So we have two dogs. They can play together. I can just drive to a field. They can, I can walk around the field and they can chase each other and then I can get back in the car, speak to zero people and enjoy my life. And ultimately, Lou wanted another one. Happy wife, happy yeah. life. So that's, I was that's the bottom say, line. Rob, I can, do you know what? I can do all them bullshit reasons. The, the truth last is, minute Lou, has yeah. been, uh, I, I was not buying it, not buying it, not <laughs> buying what? it. Bottom line is, if Lou and the girls are happy, I'm happy. All the yeah. other stuff I said before is stuff she's told me to sort of try and convince me, but ultimately she gets away. We've got two dogs and the buck stops there. There's another whippet. Yes. Yeah. Called... Well, the girls wanted well, to call it. Bloody hell, this has progressed. It's got a name. Oh, we don't, we don't get him until the uh, end of July. He's called, well, the girls want to call him Simon. <laughs> I can't have a dog called Simon. <laughs> so we quite like that. Then they suggested Georgie Paulgie Pudding and Pie. Yeah. So we're going to have a dog called George, essentially. George. Yeah. They're going to call it Georgie Paulgie. So Fred and George, incoming, we'll uh, keep you updated on how that's going. So, yeah. Oh, the other thing England football team gig. Oh my god! Tell me how about this, right? Yeah, so it went well. <laughs> it was a bit. It was a mixed bag. So okay, it that's was good. I'll, um, I'll buy that. up at their training. They try and do stuff like Robbie Williams has been there before. Ed Sheeran and sing a couple of songs. They wanted yeah. to try something different, and I went up and did stand up. But I was in the like team meeting room, and it was Gareth Southgate is such a lovely bloke as well. By the way, um, oh yeah, I bet. He's such a lovely guy. So we basically went up and did a little gig for him. Then we you had kids. Then we, he has got kids. Then we all had dinner after. But yeah. um, they've been doing high performance. Um, they had the guy Damien from the High Performance Podcast there during the day. Anyway, it was a really lovely guy he was, but um, they'd had yeah. a day of like quite important. And, and, and they, because, and they're like, they're young and also they take things really like, yeah, literally. Seriously. So Southgate teed me up and introduced me as like, we've well, been talking about elite performance and getting the mentality right. So now we've got a talk from someone who's an absolute elite athlete and he knows yeah, exactly what good. he's doing. This is good. Yeah, so that's sort of what... Southgate then, knows what he's fucking yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. And he set me up sort of perfectly, but I think they were a bit confused and I don't think if they knew if I was going to come out and do comedy or talk about how I've managed to, like, do comedy. Right, yeah, yeah. So when you look the audience in the eyes, the three things I learned from comedy that you could take into penalty taking are this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, when you're up against pressure. Or, and because we were in their team meeting room, I think they thought it was going to be a serious talk from me. And because it wasn't like, they weren't, like, after a game, because they were leading up to a game, so it's really, like, focus, focus. You've and, got um, to worry about what Malta's fullbacks. That's what I'm telling that, you now. Yeah, that's what they've been doing in that room, like, leading up to it. And then, uh, so, so they were, like, a bit unsure about what because if it was after a game they were a few beers it would be a different kind of environment how nervous were you petrified but I, I was like you know what you've got to give it a go but when you get in it like you just walk out and it's like all the England team in front of you and it's very yeah, that's you, I'm just like, and because they're not in kit they're in their like um, like track suits it's quite distracting you're like oh that's and you sort of just keep going that's and you forget how sort of famous they are and how much you watch them like you're watching yeah, like three or four times a week these people I'd say I got some a few good jokes away, but there was no atmosphere in the room like for comedy. So anything that worked smashed it, and it got yeah. massive laughs. Anything that didn't work, so it went from real. Did you write a bespoke peak. set? Well, I had to really. I couldn't just start doing jokes about Philip Schofield. Yeah, <laughs> I went out and then uh, 
the, the thing I said at the beginning was uh, that I know you're talking about elite mindset and high performance, but let's just not escape from the fact that Malta are fucking shit. Yeah. Nice. That got a laugh. Yeah, and then, um, and then I basically, but I did, congratulations to Man City. These were the jokes I had, right? And I'll tell you, you can yeah. tell me if you think they didn't went well or not. Basically, Jack Greenish, Kyle Walker, Phil Foden hadn't arrived. John Stones and um, Calvin Phillips had got there after the celebrating the treble. And Jude Bellingham was in Madrid. Okay, so that's the setup. Anyway, I said, I want to congratulate. I first of all, I said, Jack Greenish alive. Has anyone heard from him? Yeah, nice. To that, I had no response. <laughs> okay. Okay. And at what point did you feel at that? What did you. I felt my soul leave my body. And, I was oh, God. Right? and then I said, I like, oh, well, I wanted to congratulate him on his historic treble, vodka, gin, and whiskey all in the same party. Yeah, that's, that, that works. That no, works. it didn't. What? <laughs> That didn't that get works. much. Didn't get Come much. on, fuck. Cheer up, Trent. That fucking works, mate. Come yeah. on. Then I said, congratulations. And then I was like, oh, this is hard, isn't it? Um, and then Did I said, you say that? I went, I went, oh, tough gig, this, isn't it? Let's see how this goes, like that, and sort of acknowledge it, and it got a bit of a laugh. So that worked. This one didn't get a laugh. Jude Bellingham, uh, I wanted to say thank you. Not there, though, which is difficult when you're trying to do a joke about it. I went, just want to say thanks from, from, for joining Real Madrid from all the Arsenal fans and the rest of the Premier League. We're very thankful that you've yeah. gone there, especially Calvin Phillips. Didn't get a laugh. Didn't get a laugh. Fuck hell. <laughs> then I said, this got a laugh. I said, Declan, I went, Declan Rice, uh, Oh, you, I think, and I said, oh, not only Man City win a European Cup, Declan Rice, you won, you, you won something this week, didn't you? Or I'm not sure. You didn't, put, you didn't mention it on social media. Nice. It's quite base stuff. And, it, yeah, and, yeah, went, yeah. and then he went, yeah, I did milk it a bit anyway, didn't I? I like that because he's a nice bloke, Declan Rice. Yeah, and yeah. I said, uh, uh, milk it. Is that what it was? The fucking milk cup. That got a big laugh. That's good. And That's then I thought, good. ah, here we go. So I basically spent five to 10 minutes hammering. West Ham and Declan Rice yeah, yeah. because yeah. it was the only thing that was working properly. And then uh, I said, I said, uh, oh, what, what was it called? The Europa League Conference, Auto Glass, Windscreen, Carabao fucking Cup, was it? And then they were all laughing. I went, no one knows what it's called. And then I said, but I'll tell you what, you'd take it at Tottenham, wouldn't you, Harry? So Harry Kane. Oh, that got yeah. a big laugh. And I nice. said, so basically you, you went really hard on all our England heroes to win them over. Yeah, basically. It's, it's like a corporate in that sense. You just yeah. want to have a go at the boss. So did you remember all this or have you got a No, script? I had it on a bit of paper and I looked at it and it was awful. But it was the only way I could do it. There was so much stuff, Josh. <laughs> oh, God. But I came out of a clipboard to try and make it look like I was the coach. Because like, he was going to set me up as like, well, the coach. I had like, a clipboard. So I felt so much like David Brent. You know, in the office. When yeah. David Brent oh, goes God. In. It was odd. Honestly, Josh, there were some bits that were amazing. But there were some bits yeah. that I was just like, this is fucking hard. <laughs> what I'd say is I would not put it up there with one of my greatest ever comedy performances. But I think under the circumstances, I carved out a decent gig. And, and I one left experience. With my head. Exactly. Great experience. And I think... I think you can get so wrapped up in your ego about, because I was contemplating pulling out because I was like, I couldn't bear for it to not go well in front of the England team and all that. But that's yeah. just your ego of going, oh, what if I don't look? I'm like, well, it is, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going up there. I know I can do it. I know I can do jokes. It might go well, it might not. But either way, it's happened. And just let that yeah. happen and exist and not beat yourself up either way. So totally yeah, I'm agree. I'm glad, I'm glad I did it. But, um, glad you did it. Yeah, so that was my gift for the England team. So let's see if I get I said when they went, Oh, it was great, we should get you back to do some other bits and bobs. I went, Can I do a quiz next time? <laughs> 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 Can I do a quiz after a game when they're allowed a beer, please? Because I think it might be easier. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was they're a lovely bunch, and it's like, do you know what? That's what Gareth Southgate's creates such a nice atmosphere there, and all the players are so polite. 
you know, kind, like chatty yeah. and friendly. There's no ego and arrogance. And you look at it because the top players there, like sort of the Jordan Hendersons and Kane, the super senior players, are all such unbelievable professionals. And they're so yeah. like Kane and Henderson are unbelievable players and unbelievable people. So I think that sort of filters down through the team. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so no, it's it a great experience. But yeah, that was my time with the England, England team. Let's remember that when we go out in the group stages in 2024. Rob. Yep. Enough about England. Mm. We are an international podcast. Sure, yeah. Global, if anything. Yeah, global. Yeah, exactly. Worldwide. This is David Cross from New York. David Cross, hello. Hello, Josh. How are you? Good. And Rob. Um, right straight away, let me say this. I'm assuming because of uh, your outfit and your hair that this is just audio. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, David, not, not always. Not after you've said that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what happened is I, I've had a very intense... I had to I had to do a speed awareness course. Do you have speed awareness courses in America? No. no. Uh, so, like, I I did 24 in a 20, and so you have to... You can either take three points on your license or um, go or, and do it, yes, a Zoom. Okay, yeah, yeah, we have the equivalent. Yes, yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. And then it made me late to pick up my son, so I drove to get him in there. I had to come back and then talk and to you. And you're just so, perpetuating the same problem. You, you, yeah, now oh. you've got to speed up. Now you've got to yeah. go faster than you normally exactly. would. And it's a, it's a scam, Josh. It's a fucking scam. <laughs> <laughs> How they get you? you? You are on tour. Normally, we would, like, hide the promo in the middle. We'd talk about parenting, then we'd do a bit of promo, then we'd go back to parenting. But your tour... Mm-hmm. Is called the worst daddy in the world. Is that correct? That's right. That is up our street. <laughs> I don't know whether it's purely for promo opportunity, but you've absolutely nailed us. <laughs> um, how did you come about the uh, title? Uh, my daughter gave it to me uh, <laughs> intentionally, but uh, I would say a third of my material is based around you know either kids or being a dad or any or or. I use that as a segue into other stuff. And she was just, you know, crying about, you know, some whatever thing. I wouldn't give her a a third ice cream or some shit like that. And she said I was the worst daddy in the world. And I was like, oh, there's my title. (laughs) How old is your daughter? She's, uh, she'll be six and a half in like six weeks or so. Right. So you've just got the one, haven't you? That's just the one child. Yeah. Because I've got a seven-year-old, Josh, your daughter's five, is she? Yeah. So we are knee deep in that sort of very baby, but also think they're 35. She started to learn, not that she knows the term, but she knows the concept of gaslighting where (laughs) we had yesterday, we were at the um, playground and she, she's in this big monkey bar kick. Like she loves going across the monkey bars. We'll, we'll go to certain, there's tons of parks where I live in Brooklyn, New York, and, uh, there's playgrounds everywhere. And, um, and now we've got to go to the one specifically with the monkey bars that she likes. And we, she was going across and there were kids, there were other kids, uh, waiting their turn. And I was just sitting on the bench. I was exhausted. And I was just like, Marlo, you gotta, you gotta let everybody have their turn. That's not, that's not cool. And then uh, she would stop and then other kids, you know, and then she would kind of butt in and go again. And then she went and there were clearly kids waiting. She went and then she turned around without even stepping on the platform. I just turned around, started going back. And I was like, hey, Marlo, no, 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 no. 
And then she started going back again. And I was like, that's it. Stop. I got angry. She dropped down. I was like, you're going to sit on this bench for five minutes. Okay. You're going to sit here for five minutes. You, that's not cool. That's not considerate, blah, blah, blah. And she started crying. And then she tried to, she knew she was wrong. And she tried to explain that three, when you go back and forth and back again, that's one turn. <laughs> and one turn, and, she, and she's like, you know that, you know that's one turn. Hmm. Is what I'm like, no, you said it. No, I never said that. <laughs> five, five minutes is a long time as well to tell. That's bold. I'm, I'm impressed with that. That well, confidence. it wasn't a real five minutes. It was, it was five minutes because I want that. Because you're right, it does sound long, mm. and it will. The concept of it is part of the punishment. And then, you know, she was cried for maybe three minutes and then somehow it's always about distraction. It's always about getting them to focus on some other thing. And then she stopped crying. And then, you know, pretty soon she was telling me this and then I was like, all right, you can go. It was probably like three minutes, but as long as they think it's five minutes. My daughter's got a Fitbit watch thing that tells her the time and her steps. So <laughs> well, she will do a timer now so if oh, i say shit. it's two minutes she'll do the timer and it sort of fucks you up because you're like this is actually too long but if i if if i get her off the the bench before the minutes I'm, i've got no authority oh i massage the times on the on the um tooth brushing i'll say two minutes which we were meant to no <laughs> yeah. one can fucking brush their teeth for two minutes it's, i can't it's so long <laughs> no i don't and she you know what here's the thing to me, specifically regarding toothbrushing, she's still got uh, only only two, you know, regular teeth, and the rest of them are baby teeth. And this whole period is just about getting her used to it. So I'm not going to be a hard ass and say you have to do two minutes. If she's done a good forty seconds, I'm happy. You know. To, yeah. be, to be honest, we could go. You don't need to brush your teeth till you're five. Because these, it's That's like, the truth. If, you, if you knew you were selling your car and you'd already <laughs> sold it, you're not taking it to the valet. Do you know what I mean? If you've, <laughs> if you've sold your house, you're not adding an extension. Like, they're, they're going. Like, it's, it's over for those You might teams. as well just have your fun with the baby ones. As much yeah. sugar as you want, and then you'll be sensible at five. Yeah, this is all warming, getting, getting into that stuff. Although yeah. I'm, I'm phenomenally lucky, uh, the more I talk to uh, other parents in, in that my kid eats really well. She doesn't have a sweet tooth and she sleeps really well too. Oh so we got God. really lucky when I talk to other parents, like, you know, my kid won't eat vegetables and only eats candy. And like that's her favorite food is broccoli. No. Oh, what else, does she, what else does she? All my kids eat is plain pasta. You said that, Rob, like, like you were going, talk to me, dirty. To, like, like, what kind <laughs> of stuff can you get? Like, no, we, she's, we got super lucky and, uh, but she likes, I mean, even from like when she just started eating broccoli, zucchini, sweet potato, she eats well, you know, she doesn't have a whole lot of crap. I mean, the one, uh, outside of like sweets and you know, on, on, if she's been good, she gets uh, ice cream on Friday and all that stuff. One ice cream a week. My kid, my, my kids yeah. in ice cream intakes out of control. Well, there's, here's the thing. That's ice cream, but she will get snacks and kind of like yogurt covered pretzels and uh, and things like that. But and she'll get ices. We've we, uh, I don't know. You don't really have that. In, Is that like an ice pole? 
No, it's like the Italian ice, you know, the little guys on the push carts. We have them in New York all over. They just scoop up. But it's like, a, it's not as much sweet and dairy. It's more fruit juice. Like a sorbet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Americans at Icy's sound fun. Another in England, sorbet. <laughs> An unnecessarily long and posh word for fruit ice. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's it like in New York? Like, does she like going into the center of New York and riding the subway and all that kind of? She loves the subway. I don't think she has a real, under, sees a distinction between Manhattan and Brooklyn. And, uh, and Brooklyn's pretty, you know, it's fairly dense. We have a lot more trees here and playgrounds and stuff like that and parks. But, I mean, it's similar to London that way, you know. Yeah. Uh, but she loves the subway, loves it. Would you be bringing her on tour? No. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, I did uh, when she was whatever the last tour was. Uh, but she was about two and a half, three years old, and she was. We had a tour bus, and we were going across America and uh, Canada, and we just had a pack and play. Took a drill and and put it into the back room of the tour bus, and it was me and my wife, who was also had a book coming out, so she would do bookstores while in the, in whatever city I was going to, and. and um, we had a nanny, and uh, we just we were out on the road for almost four months. Blimey! Was that fun? Wow. That sounds like hell. No, it was me. great. Was it? it? Was, <laughs> it was, well, I mean, especially because uh, uh, of the way I'm doing the tour this time. Same amount of dates, but it's spread out over eight months. But uh, you know, because she's in school now, and I'm I go out for three four days, and I come home for three four days. I'm home right now. I'll be back out on Friday, but so there's no tour bus, so I miss that. That is the most convenient, wonderful, wonderful thing in the world, where you finish you finish the gig, and then you're like, hey, you know, because of the routing and the timing, and we can't get into the next hotel until check-ins at three or whatever. So you go, you finish the show and then you get to go out drinking right whatever uh, uh town you're in and and then you just get on a bus and chill out for a little bit go to sleep wake up and you're in the next town i can't believe it. that must be so good 
Oh, it's amazing. I can't believe that. I do, yeah, I don't have that now. So it's all driving and flying and places that where you have to like, oh, I have to get to the airport by 7.30 because I got a flight that there's no direct flight. So I have to fly to Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> which is backwards to get to, to Minneapolis from Detroit. You know, it's just all that kind of shit. So that sucks, but. Yeah. The UK is not really big enough for a tour bus, though. Everywhere's close enough. No, it would be the biggest waste of money in the world. No, if we no, got a tour you bus. yeah, you wouldn't need a you would, a comfortable, environmentally sound electric vehicle that's not a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Allen, the comedian, got a a bus like you're talking about from Did like. He? Exit up to London because he had to do. He, he was hosting the breakfast radio show in centre of town, oh so he didn't have to get all the way home and then get back in and that anyway. But it just he couldn't because it was all windy roads in Exeter, like Devon. Oh yeah, of course. No, he couldn't sleep because he kept on getting thrown off the bed. It's not like big freeways in America; like it's this windy <laughs> yeah. little English roads. And he spent three hours getting thrown no. about, and then he got to central London at about three a.m. and he just was laying there awake, hearing all the people around. Oh, him. Oh, they just <laughs> parked up, and he just had yeah. to stay in his bus. <laughs> parked outside London Bridge Station just waiting I've been to Devon that's no place for a tour bus exactly he had a terrible time Josh do you want to go through the tour dates quickly in the UK yeah I can them? go through the tour dates well, very Steve quickly. Wright there's a there's a, a DJ well used to we call it Steve Wright David there's a DJ in the UK who's famous for reading out everybody's tour dates he'd only he'd read every, he's the only one who'd read every date I'm going to do the American <laughs> ones as well that are on it State College PA where's PA I think that's too long Josh when it all the American ones it's an eight month tour Pittsburgh PA Philadelphia yeah. Pennsylvania. Rich, Pennsylvania. <laughs> this is gonna, this is gonna let's see if I can do this. <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. New York, New York. New York, New York. Irving Plaza. South Burlington, VT. Vermont. Very good. Huntington, New York. Yeah. Belfast, United Kingdom. That's September the 12th. September the 13th, Dublin. September the 14th, Glasgow. September the 15th, Union Chapel, London. September the 17th, New Century, Manchester. Then back to America for Northampton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Bosman, MT. MT. Montana, Montana. Very good. Yes. Ah, Missoula, Montana. Spokane, Wyoming. Spokane. 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 Wah. Wah. Washington. There you go. There you go. Boys, Idaho. Boisey. Boisey. Mm-hmm. So, this is embarrassing. St. <laughs> Louis, Obib. This is really, Obis, this is really, this is awful. Obispo, Josh. California, Santa Cruz, California, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Tucson, yeah. Arizona from the Beatles song Get Back. So I know that one at least. All right. Well, thank you so much, Josh. We'll leave your, we'll leave your tape with, uh, with, uh, Patsy up front and we'll get back to you. We'll let you- <laughs> thank you so much. Is there any routines in your tour that you worry about your daughter seeing? one day when it's on, you know, presumably it'll be filmed at some point, will it? And then you're worried that she'll see it? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I think ultimately I'm not worried, but I would, if she saw this current set (laughs) before she understood that I was clearly joking, uh, that would be not a good thing, but... um, (laughs) Can you give us a flavor of it without ruining the bit? Um, yeah, like, like, um, I have a whole bit that's, that is about how I, I love her very much. And then I preface it with uh, these, other, all these other jokes, but I love her, you know, in a way that I didn't think I was capable of loving another thing, but 
ultimately I get to the idea, which is I love her, but I resent her. I really deeply resent her because she's rich and she's a rich kid. And I grew up poor and I don't like rich people and I'm rich. And then I do this thing about where I talk to her about all the things that she has, that she has no concept about that makes you rich. I feel that though, towards my own child, I worry about, I constantly worry about, not constantly, I he, he regularly worry, constantly I do constantly worry, uh, <laughs> about her being, her not appreciating the things yeah. that oh, absolutely. I give her. I worry about that quite a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. She doesn't get that we're going on good holidays. She doesn't understand that. Yeah, there's there's a thing we will get when we travel, and we've had, we're going on our second really big, fancy uh, vacation with uh, two other families. We all split this house in St. Martin, you know, which is... Mm. Oh, wow, yeah. You know, it's amazing. It's a beautiful house on the water. We're going to be there for seven days. And, like, I have this thing where... And, and, we're, and we're in, um, what do you call it? Main uh, uh, Comfort Plus, you know, where you get the extra leg room in the... In the oh, in the, the plane, uh, yeah. Premium plane. economy or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, and I'll pay for that. Um, I'm happy to do it. It's, uh, you know, for a long flight. But she has no concept. And she's only got little legs as well. She doesn't even need the leg <laughs> She doesn't even need it. Um, <laughs> but, like, in when I'm flying, when I'm doing these gigs, I fly coach, you know, because I'd rather spend my money on th- those things. But she just knows those things. She doesn't yeah. see it as a, a special occasion thing she's just so she's growing up with like oh yeah well this is what we do yeah. you know with no concept of like no i'm i'm busting my ass out of the road and i'm flying coach and i'm getting up at 6 30 in the morning so that we can afford this thing that you're just going like i didn't want the crunchy cheetos i wanted the puffy cheetos <laughs> <laughs> like so that that's the rich kid mentality I'm worried about. What can you do about that, though? I don't well, know what if he just wants to scream at him, you'll have whatever fucking puffy Cheetos I'll give you. But you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not good. No, you know what you can do, though, is yell at other people's kids when that comes up. And uh, just turn. Turn and look back in there and go, hey, kid, listen, you'll take whatever fucking Cheetos they give you, okay? And then, and then turn back to your daughter and wink. <laughs> do you is she interested in what you do has she got any interest in these things even at six and a half is she excited no not really she knows that she knows that i do jokes uh that or my daddy's funny well, you know what does your dad do for a job he's funny he tells jokes or whatever but just recently and i mean in the last month things have shifted a bit because what i knew was going to be inevitable i was hoping it would not happen for as long as it could, but she saw me on TV and she saw one of the chipmunk movies. And so now she has a different, uh, sort of additional information that she has to process, you know, it's quite, it's quite a weird way into your career. That isn't it. I wouldn't say it's <laughs> as, a, as yeah. a gateway into David Cross. Yeah. If I say, you like David Cross arrested development, I wouldn't go straight in with chipmunks. <laughs> Well, when you're six and a half, maybe it's... Uh... Yeah. What did you... Uh, uh, excuse me, I've not seen the Chipmunk movie. What's your role in the Chipmunk movie? Um, I'm in the first three, and I play the same character. I play the guy who 
is a sleazy uh exploits the chipmunks and kidnaps them and you know oh, the baddie in the kids for that guy i'm the bad guy yeah um, and, uh, does, she and does that, that come up at the school gates or anything like do other kids when you're in the park go oh my god that sleazy guy from the chipmunks movies no, I, I, no it hasn't and uh i think probably in the next next two years that'll be happening a little bit more um but it really hasn't it's uh i don't know maybe it's just because it's new york and just even from maybe they're just it, it's ingrained at an early age but people in new york just do not give a shit. You know, they just, <laughs> when I, when I travel and people are like, Oh my God, Oh my God, it's good. It's chipmunk guy. You know? And if you're in New York and people recognize you're like, Oh yeah, it's a chipmunk guy. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> so what did your daughter make of the chipmunks and you being in it? She said it, it was funny and that I was funny. And then it wasn't about me at all. It was about like my, the, my favorite chipmunk was, um, uh, Simon, cause he's also, he's the youngest and she just started talking about the chipmunks, which was yeah. very encouraging. Like she didn't get yeah. hung up on that, on that other stuff. Like, like, huh, wait you, but you're my dad and you're on, like, that was nothing. That was, you didn't have to explain to her. That's not me. I'm playing a role. They're not real she, chipmunks. They're not no. real chipmunks. No. Oh, I lied to her. I told her they were real chipmunks. And, uh, <laughs> and I was, the, I was the fake. <laughs> And, and so what's your kind of, how does it work with your wife? Like in terms of, um, yeah, it feels like from talking to you, you're a very, you're involved dad in the sense that you, we speak to some people, I get the impression that they're, they're not that fussed about being a parent, but they're just promoting their thing. Yeah, but I get the feeling. seen their kid that week. They said, yeah. Like, yeah, I think one's called Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> but I get the impression with you, you love parenthood. I love it. I do. Uh, I love her. I love being a dad, I, I think, uh, you know, without getting into the, you know, sob story of it, I had a very shitty dad in, in multiple ways. And I think it's just part of like, I don't know, uh, rewriting the balance of yeah. the universe, but, uh, uh, I would never treat a kid the way he treated us or do that. Is that in your mind a lot when you're parenting? Like I, I want to make this kind of rebalance this and get this right. Not the rebalancing part so much as just, I will do it right. I will not yeah. make a kid go through what me and my sisters had to go through. And, um, which is, you know, uh, it's still like, uh, you know, we're adults and I mean, not, well, more than adults, I'm old and it's still a, like a fresh scar that I had. Do you mind if I ask what he did? You don't have to say. Or... Well, I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't physical abuse. It was just, he was, uh, a pathological liar. He was, uh, um, he just clearly didn't, he just wanted the easy part of being a father and none of the hard part. And he wasn't around a lot. And he, we found out later all these other things, like he was fucking around constantly with everybody. Right. And we moved every, every year I was in a different school, different city or different state every single year. Uh, up until I was the first time I went to the same school was fifth to sixth grade was the first time I was in the same school. And, you know, we barely saw him. And, uh, he also, uh, stole my bar mitzvah money. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. 
It's like if you wrote that in a sitcom or film, you guys, it's a bit too much. This guy. That's, you know, that's, that's one thing too much to do. No, he was he was a real piece of work. I think that's really life affirming that you've. That's not something that's a- actively damaged your parenting, but if anything, it's actively kind of made your parenting um, more. No, I think it's. Uh, I think it's made it a. It's a good thing, and uh, yeah. So when you've called your tour the worst daddy in the world. It, it's not, it, it feels like you know that you're not even in the top. You're definitely not the worst daddy in the world yourself. <laughs> even in your own gene pool. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. With like your relationship with your dad and stuff like that, I imagine when you was like a grown up without kids, you sort of can put that to the back of your mind a little bit because you've not got yeah, this little yeah. kid in front of you then when your daughter come along did did old things get sort of brought up where like moments where you know you'll be looking at your daughter's f- fifth birthday and you'd remember what you were having at your fifth birthday would, would it sort of open up that sort of thought process of what happened to you the closest thing i had to that was uh a terrible sense of guilt i felt which believe me i got over if i had another kid i'm not going to be I, this is going to sound terrible when I say not as present. I mean, I was there for everything. And, uh, if I had another kid, I'd be like, yeah, fuck him. He'll, he's, he'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Yeah. We're all like that with the second kid. Yeah. That's definitely the way with the second kid. Do you think he was a little bit too keen to be at every single thing then with your first? Cause your dad wasn't. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I felt like, well, I had a whole bit about, uh, you know, burdening her. Like I'm, I'm, I love her and it, she's going to appreciate it, but I am going to be a burden. My love for her is going to be burdensome for her. Like, dad, enough, you know, like, yeah, uh, you're right, you're right, honey. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll sit over here at this table. No, I'm on the Just leave. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. I'll, I'll just, no, you can't be outside either. That doesn't work. How was, you said they were good. She was good at eating. She was good at sleeping. Those early days would say nappy changing and all that kind of stuff. If you're f- you were fully involved, how was that for you? Did you feel like... Because I, I remember with that thing, I actually was like terrified of all that stuff, but I actually found it... Oh. I was like, I can deal with this actually better than I thought. Yeah, I had the same thing. I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, uh, especially the first month is just... You know, and my wife had a C-section, so she was laid up for a while. So mm. I had to, you know, you know, when she's like an infant, the one, I think, lasting negative result of the uh, thing that happened was I'm an uh, incredibly light sleeper now where I was not, I wasn't a heavy sleeper, but I'm, I will wake up like that. I mean, if I hear anything, I wake up and I think it's from, you know, the first couple months of like, 
sleeping, you know, uh, uh, next to the crib and having to get up and feed her. And if there were any, you know, kind of cries or anything, like, I, I really think it has, it goes back to that. I have, I had a whole bit that I never did about taking the baby monitor and, uh, extending it with different cameras all the way to Hartley's to my pub. (laughs) The guy at the bodega, Jerry (laughs) Riga. And do you get, do you try and get her out to the sort of like when you're at the weekend, obviously it's like a busy big city. Where do you sort of go for like little breaks or I know you're going to St. Martin, but do you, do you go into the sort of countryside or whatever with her? Or is it, she's like a city kid. Uh, I have a, I bet uh, a very small house on uh, five and a half acres in the woods that uh, that abuts a uh, reservoir, so nobody will ever ever be through there. So it's very quiet. I've had it before I met my wife. I mean, I got it a long time ago. That's why there's such good serial killers in America. There's so much space to work. Yes, isn't there? Yes. You can just buy five <laughs> acres in a cabin, and it's that's normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it it's, being, you know? it's about just how quickly can you dig. You know, exactly. <laughs> Swap the plates on the car, quick dig. Before you know it, you're, you're down, you've got four on the go already. I've got it down. I've got uh, rubber tubing. I've got hydrochloric yeah. acid. I've got I've got it all down. I got yeah. it all. And um, um, so yeah, we uh, we're that's where we go. And it's uh, it's like a two hour and ten minute drive, and it's a pretty nice drive too. And and it's just uh, as I said, I've been there since before I even met my wife and, uh, um, know a bunch of people there and it's cheap and it's beautiful. It's right along the Delaware river. It's beautiful. And do you, do you, um, when you go away on tour and stuff, do you feel a wrench going away on tour? Do you feel like a kind of, I did, I did, but I, it's <laughs> such a part of the routine now that she, uh, and she's kind of gotten past that stage that kids get where they won't let you leave. No. And they cling on to you. Yeah. And, um, so she's past that and, uh, you know, she knows what I do. She knows I, that's work, you know, but uh, the other, the, the, the flip side of that is I'm here. I work out of my, you know, I'm more, I'm here in my basement where I write, I'm sitting, you know, and she's upstairs, you know, and she goes down to, she goes to school down the street, public school. And I take her, you know, took her there in this morning and I get her, get her up, get her ready, take her there. We walk there. I'm, I'm between two awesome parks. I'm um, right. Uh, we spent all almost all day yesterday at uh, prospect park, which is one of the best. I mean, it's just a great, great park. And, um, and then they had the sprinklers turn out the playground. We were there all day and you know, Brooklyn's a really, really kid friendly place. Yeah. Uh, Josh, do you want to do the uh, final question? The final question. For yes. David? Um, David, we always end with the same question, which is, um, there's one thing about your partner as a parent that just blows your mind and you can't believe it, that you can't do yourself as a parent. And the other part of the question is there one thing your partner does as a parent that really annoys you, but you haven't said it, but were they to listen to this podcast, that'd be your way of communicating it to her. Oh, I see. Sure. Um, blame the podcast. Okay. Uh, well, I would say the thing that I admire that I would, wish that I could do that she can do that I can is breastfeed. Um, <laughs> would you, would you, sh- would you shave your chest if you were breastfeeding or keep it hairy? I would shave it. Yeah. Mm, it feels fair. But then it, when it comes through again, that might scratch the baby's yeah, face. More, yeah. Yeah. I think shave it, but you've got to keep on top of it. When I kiss my daughter with stubble, 
like a few days ago. She doesn't, she's not happy. As two bearded men, how does that go down with your daughter? Does your daughter like your beard? Uh, when you said two bearded men, I was thinking like, what are you, is this like a two, my two dads situation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she doesn't mind it. It's pretty much what she knows. Um, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, but my girl says it's too scratchy and they would rather their mum kiss them and cuddle them. <laughs> I'm well, too I, scratchy. I my my wife is uh i mean she's the cuddle master in the in the in that relationship and uh but just like uh like so many parents and families i'm the i'm the the just naturally more roughhousing and there's like punching yeah. and, you know she <laughs> yeah. beat me up and she gets on top of my head and like bangs my head like a bongo and you know um <laughs> Uh, where she'll How do just... you feel about that? <laughs> Slapping your head like I a mean, uh, you know, it's, sometimes I go, well, that's enough, that's too hard, that's too hard. Um, but I, I don't mind it. Because I always felt like, to, for a, to a bald man, slapping the head's the worst thing you can do, isn't it? <laughs> it feels like that's the, the lowest you can be to a man with no hair, is to just slap the head like a bongo. That feels like <laughs> it would trigger me. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to... I'm happy to sacrifice. It's okay. For me, it's the equivalent. I, I suffer with having like man boobs sometimes when I'm a bit heavier. And it, the, the equivalent for me would someone to come up and just start wiggling them. Just like, you know, that's that would be my equivalent of just a slap on the on the forehead. Well, it's one thing if it's a stranger, I suppose. But yeah, it, of course. It does depend <laughs> on the situation. That's not an open invite to other people. No, it, please don't do that if you see me. Um, yeah. But if you see David Cross slapping on the head, he absolutely loves it. He, uh, <laughs> just, a bit of, just a bit of fun. And um, and the, and the, the last part of that question: What is the one thing she does that frustrates you, your partner, with parenting? Oh, oh, oh! Uh, easily, it's um, and and let me say, let me answer seriously the first part. Uh, she can intuit things way better and quicker than I can. Like she'll go, she just needs. You know, she just needs some food. She just needs that. She just needs that. Uh, she'll be, uh, you know, 90% of the time she's right and I'm wrong. And, or she's she's uh, anticipated this thing and, like, that's what it is. And and she's right, you know, m m almost all the time. Like, that's – don't do don't do that. She needs this. And I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Um, but the thing that I really – uh, and it's, this is nothing that we haven't talked about, uh, either is she's very, very quick to, uh, put her, you know, give her a, a, a iPad or here's a cartoon or here's this. And I don't do that. Like, uh, numerous times before one of us is gone, we'll drive up to the, to the woods, uh, to the house up there. And, um, and I never bring the iPad ever. I never oh, have oh, fair time. play fair play respect and not a bit of me but I respect it i don't give her the phone i don't give her the ipad uh, i don't have a tv up there we have a, a dvd she can watch movies but i don't bring that shit and we'll spend just the, just the chipmunks just the chipmunks on three dvds that's the options up there that's all yeah all <laughs> she's got is my anything i've done so <laughs> to watch kung fu panda or uh increasingly poor decisions of todd and margaret which she doesn't go for but uh <laughs> megamind sure you can watch megamind all day you know <laughs> getting residuals right uh, <laughs> uh no i don't so that's a thing that i am really feel pretty strongly about and i don't i don't just go oh my god i need you know oh uh, here here you go here's the tv so i don't do that 
it sounds like you are an incredible dad, David. You're an incredible comedian. Go and see him on tour in, let me try and do it off the top of my head, Belfast, <laughs> Dublin, London, Manchester, and somewhere, Glasgow. That was it. And also in America. Cheers. Thanks for, co- thanks thanks for coming so on, David. Thanks so much, David. Enjoy your day. Cheers. Right, Thank man. you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. David Cross. Lovely bloke. Would you like to live in New York? Uh, yes, but not long-term with kids. Sounds stressful. Yeah. Well, there we go. We'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs> um, David Cross is on top. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>